Greetings in the all-powerful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. It gives us a great privilege to come and share with you in the Word of God. It has been over a year now, and God has still blessed us, and we are still moving on. And our theme this year, amen, of course, we want to get in line with that because if we ever needed it, we need it now. We can be armed, aligned, ready, moving, effective, disciplined. Now, it's going to take all of those characteristics and we are going to come out on top. But this is the worst of time, but it is also the best of time. And uh, we hope to talk a little bit about that on this evening. But we want to say to you, just be encouraged. Know that the Lord love you. Amen. And he has in mind some uh, blessings that's going to blow your mind. Amen. I'm not talking about a whole bunch of material things. I tell you, relationship with Jesus Christ Amen. It is greater than anything else to know him. Because even if you were a billionaire, that money is going to stay here, but you still have to go. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, it's in the glorious name of Jesus we come now, giving praise and glory to your name. We are so thankful for you sparing us and giving us the glorious opportunity to be able to speak to your people. We seek your face now, Lord, because your people are your most prized possession. You went to a cross and died for them, and you have placed us in a place of feeding them. Now, Father, feed us with your word as we shall indeed feed your people. Let every ear be open, every heart pounding, that the word of God can have an effect. We give your name all praise, honor, and glory. We ask it in the matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ, world without end. Amen. On tonight, we want to talk, amen, about frustrating the grace of God. We want to encourage you during these times, amen, when we are kind of still separated in homes and so forth, this is the best time for you to really nurture that relationship that you have with Jesus Christ. The book of Ephesians chapter number two, verses eight and nine, King James text say, by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works lest any man should boast. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 through 10, King James text, lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelation, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, which is three times, that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. 
Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest on me. Therefore, I take pleasure, I take pleasure, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproach, in necessities, in persecution, in distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And we're talking about frustrating the grace of God. Now, grace, amen, grace, it is the divine influence upon the heart. The divine influence upon the heart. It reflects, it is reflected in our lives, including gratitude, acceptability, benefiting, favor, gift, joy, liberality, amen, and having pleasure in him. Coming to the point of grace is not pleasant. And I know sometimes we think that when we come to the place of grace, it disflows. But based on our text, Paul came to the point of grace. And when God had blessed him with all this revelation, he also gave Paul a thorn in the flesh. Now, that don't sound too much like grace to it. But a lot of time, grace, amen, is not always the way we think it should be. He said, a, a thorn was given me in my flesh, and I begged God, I cried to God to take this thing away from me. And when he got the answer to his prayer, he said, my grace is sufficient for you. Because, Paul said, when I'm weak, that's when I am strong. So coming to the point of grace is not pleasant. For the most part, is a place of coming to the end of yourself. Coming to the end of yourself. In our text, the Apostle Paul was a driven young man that mastered in the things he uh, attempted. Let's look in the book of Philippians chapter 3 verses 4 through and 11. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinks that he has, whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. Then he says, circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrew, as touching the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things was gained to me, uh, though I count loss for Christ, Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but dung that I may win Christ. Eh, you mean tell me Paul didn't have a, a Cadillac in the garage? He didn't have a house flowing with bushes and shrubs? In a pool? No, no, no. He said, I have suffered the loss of all things. Because you see, sometimes we are so involved in the things around us until we 
forget about God's grace. And there's something about that human flesh. The more you get, the more you want. And so when Paul was taken through this cleansing process, the less he had, the less he wanted. He wanted Christ. Verse 9, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I may obtain unto the resurrection of the dead, that I might know him. I submit to you, brothers and sisters, most of us know about him, but we don't know him. It is only when you get to that place that you are somewhat left alone with him that his grace will come alongside you and God will bless you. Amen. But he said that I might know him. You would have thought, amen, the world would have said, if this man had lost everything, he must have done something wrong. But Paul hadn't done anything wrong. And let me tell you, some of you out there that might not have a Cadillac in your garage and you might not have a whole lot of other stuff. But amen, you might got something that's more valuable than all of that stuff. If you know him, if you've been in Christ Jesus, if you've been washed in the blood of the Lamb, if you know that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, that's worth more than anything else that I may know him. So now forget about what people see. We always try to impress people, trying to impress people that you don't like, scratching where you don't uh, itch. Amen. In debt up to your neck, trying to persuade people that you are something that you're not. Why don't you just go and live a nice, simple life? Amen. And then get greedy for Christ. For the Bible said, they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. And I believe that God has ordained this, 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 this uh, phantom, uh, uh, what is this thing that we're going through? Amen. God has ordained this that his people might get a chance to know him. We are so uh, distracted by things around us and God wants our attention. Now, I don't think that he's the one that started, but I sure believe that God is using this that we might know him. And I wonder how many of y'all out there know him better now than you did before. One of the things that happened is this. If grace going to work in you, you will be left alone. Praise God in the high. When you are left alone, that's when you get a chance to know who he really is. I'm thinking about, amen, I think it was uh, Jacob. God had blessed him and everything Jacob put his hand on, Jacob was blessed. Amen. God's grace was with him. He just got blessed on top of blessing. But amen, after God had blessed them with herds and flocks and families and the woman that he loved, amen, all of that he had. One, the Bible said one night, Jacob was left alone and there wrestled with him a man. If you are really going to get in the depths of what 
grace is all about, you will be left alone. And it's at that time when you start seeing his light above your light, like the apostle Paul Paul said, I was on my way to uh, Jerusalem. I'm going to persecute the saints, amen, because they wasn't as religious as I am. But he said, during that night, he said, I saw a light that was above every light. And when I saw it, I fell on my face and began to worship him. He said, who art thou, the Lord? He said, I am Jesus Christ. Now, Paul was sincere about what he was doing. But amen, God brought him to that place where he could acknowledge the grace of God. So you will be left alone. So my question to you is, what's left when you are left alone with your private self? What's happening when you are left alone with your private self? I tell you, one of the most frightening times sometimes is to be left alone with yourself. But that's the only way we're going to really be able to comprehend what God's real grace is all about. Who or what do you look to and for, amen, when there is nothing left? When there is nothing left, what do you look for? And people who have really entered into the grace of God have been left without nothing. Not because they did something right. Just like with this epidemic, people have lost their jobs and homes and everything else. No thought of their own, but they lost. But I want to encourage you that regardless of what you think you might have lost, amen, don't lose your praise. Keep on praising God in the midst of it. All right. All right. And then I want to note this also. Uh, are you obedient and patient when no one is looking? Now, that's, that's, sometimes we think we are all of that because we are trying to impress people. But what do you do when nobody's looking at you? How about your tithes and your offering? I got to talk a little bit about your money because a man really, a man where a main treasure is, there's heart is also. And sometimes people say, well, nobody's looking over my shoulder and so forth. I can basically do what I want to do. I'll just give some to the people down the street and they think, no, 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 that ain't what he said. He said, bring your tithes and offerings, put them in the house of God so that God can bless them. Amen. You don't make the rules. God makes the rule. Amen. When nobody is, amen, looking, can you give a good offering? Can you give your full tithe when nobody is looking? And woe to those that are taking vacation on God's money. God might not cut you off right suddenly, but somewhere down the line, amen, something is going to happen. So amen. So what we want to do, amen, is make sure that when God brings you down to a place of nothing, if you come to the place of nothing, are you still going to trust in God? Because that's what grace is all about. Grace is not a fuzzy feeling all over you and so forth. No, sometimes your most painful time is when grace is doing its best work on the inside of you. A good example of this is this. 
In the book of 1 Kings chapter number uh, 17, amen, we see here, uh, amen, the, uh, the, the, the prophet God, uh, Elijah, amen. He says, and the word of God came unto him saying, arise, go to Zarephath, which belonged to Zadon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain you. Lord, are you are you trying to be funny? I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain you. I tell you, he works in mysterious ways. Of all of those people there, he had commanded a widow woman there to sustain him. And the widow woman had a child. So he what what he did, he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. This man, just coming out of the wilderness, probably one of the fattest people in the town, because he had been by the brooks, the raven had been feeding him. He had been drinking good water, cool water. Here he is, he says, I pray thee, bring me bread in thine hand. Sometimes God can take the strangest time to ask you for the biggest offering. God can take the strangest time for you to make the biggest sacrifice. Oh my God. And we see example of that right here. And she said, if the Lord live, if the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a kick but a handful of meal in a barrel. And a little oil in the cruise. Behold, I am gathering two sticks. How many sticks? Two sticks. That I may go in and dress it for me and my son. That we may eat it and die. Elijah didn't say, oh, poor lady, you don't have to do it. He said, go ahead and do it. Fear not. Go and do as thou have said. This is grace. All of this is grace. But make me thereof a little cake first and bring it to me. And after, make for thee and for thy son. Amen. There's a time when the Lord allows me to test our obedience to grace. Don't, don't get dismayed. If it look like the more you serve God, the more your bank account go down. I'm going to tell you, God is not going to forsake you. He's going to do some great things for you. During this pandemic, we've been going through, I've been having to go forth and bless homes. People are getting brand new homes at this most unusual time. But when God get ready to bless you, I don't care what the conditions are, what the conditions are. 
When God is about to bless you, can't nothing stop you. Amen. So sometimes what God will do, God will allow a need to rise. Amen. He allowed this need to rise to test our obedience in grace. Let me tell you, when that grace comes, you can believe that there is something will come along that's going to test your obedience. All right. This was one of those occasions. Nothing pleases God more than trust and obedience. The more we trust him and be obedient to him, we can express and we can receive from the Lord. It was Paul who said in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Amen. I can do all things through Christ that strengthen me. Now, this is grace speaking. Whenever you get to the place you don't have, I told you last time, uh, I told you, uh, say, just stop saying I can't do this. Stop saying that I can't do it. I can't do it. Because these words will resonate in your heart and in your mind. Say, I can do it, but I choose not to do it this time. Watch your language. Watch what you are saying. When you are in desperation, when you are down and out, watch what you are saying. Because you're going to have what you say. Amen. So, so, so when you start talking about this grace thing, don't look for things that start flowing and it's going your way. God wants your loyalty. He wants to know that without a car, you'll still serve me. Without a husband, you will still serve me. Without that baby, you will still serve me. Without that fine job, you will still serve me. When he finds that out, grace stays with you. Don't worry. You're going to have your dreams realized and fulfilled. But he wants to know somebody going to trust me. I want to know, friend, can you trust him now? Amen. So then... With these words here that I can do all things through Christ that strengthen me, amen. They got to be not only the words that Paul spoke to the Philippian church. This have to be your word. Why don't you try doing it right now? Say, I can do all things through Christ that strengthen me. Don't look at your checkbook. Don't look at nothing. I can do all things through Christ that strengthen me. Remember, it's not you that's going to do it. I can do it. What? What do you mean? Grace will enable you to do it. Say it one more time. I can do all things through Christ that strengthen me. Amen. So stop looking around and saying, I can't do this and I can't do the other. No, I can do all things through Christ that strengthen me. This is the time, amen, that we begin to meditate in the word of God. Notice Psalms chapter 37, verse 30, uh, 30 and 31. The message translation, I like this verse. Righteous choose on wisdom like a dog on a bone, rolling virtue around on his tongue. If there ever was a time you need to stay in the word, stay in the word so you'll speak word when you get up, speak word. When you're going through the day, speak word. 
Amen. When a circumstance comes against you, don't praise the circumstances. Speak the word of God. Just speak and say, it shall be well. My God, my God. Look like hell going to break loose. But grace said, it shall be well. Amen. Know who you believe, who you trust. It shall be well. Amen. And then verse 31 said, his heart pumps God's word like blood through his veins. His feet are as sure as a cat. Amen. So that's why we want to stay in the word of God, that God may be able to bless us. All right. Most of us say things because someone else has said them. Uh, and we don't even think about what we're saying. We just like to say what somebody else has said. Amen. But we got to realize, amen, that God has done some great things for us. And look at what Paul says in first um, in Colossians chapter one, verse 12, giving thanks to the father, which have made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Amen. The word meet here means to enable, qualify, make able. He has made us meet. We are, we are enabled. We, amen, qualify. We are the one that God has given, amen, to make us able, amen. I don't care what you lack, God is able and he will bless you, all right? So sometimes it's more difficult, more difficult to appropriate grace when facing temptation. Why? Temptation is the breeding ground of condemnation. In order to understand the condemnation that comes with temptation, first, one must understand its source. All right? Temptation does not originate with the devil. It originates with us. Amen. It originate with us. And look what James said. Back that up by the word of God. I know some of y'all saying, Bishop, no, 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 no. Back it up with the word of God. James chapter 1, verse 14 said, but every man is what? Tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Let me read it again. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. All right. So then we see here the word lust uh, simply mean desire. Desire. Amen. It does not necessarily mean an evil desire. Just desire. Whether we desire something that is sinful or something that is godly, it is our trust in God and our confidence in our qualification that determine whether we will turn all for fulfillment, what we're going to turn for fulfillment. In other words, I can have a desire. I can have a desire for a home. Desire for home is a good thing. But if I'm going to turn around 
and I'm going to give up everything just to make money for that home, my worship, my Bible reading, my prayer, and everything else, then, amen, I'm turning to something other than God for that fulfillment. And then that's the time we step outside of grace. Amen. But if we uh, believe in the promises of God, in other words, you say, Lord, if you don't give it to me, I don't want it. So then, so even though we are tempted to do something, amen, and the devil will, I mean, he'll, he'll talk to you, especially when you get by yourself. He'll say, if you just, maybe you're doing a little too much here, you're doing a little too much there. Uh, you're worshiping too much and you be too tired when you come home. You're going to church too much and you're giving too much money to the church and all the kind of stuff that he talked. Because there ain't no conversation that he hasn't had with me. That's all I know. <laughs> Amen. But the thing is, you got to uh, give him that word back. I'm trusting God. I'm not going to give up anything. Amen. Uh, that is going to hinder me from being what God wants me to be. I like grace too much. Y'all like grace too much? I like grace too much because I can't make it without grace. And just like the, the, the prophet had that widow woman to make him a cake. Sometimes when you have fulfilled what God told you to do, that's when the blessing is on the way. Amen. Amen. God can give you a house and not, and not have a note with it. He can give you a car without a note. He can do it all. If he was able to sustain that shining the mighty woman, He's able to do the same thing for you. I'm not telling you to sit around on your little rusty and do nothing. I'm not suggesting that at all. But I'm telling you, God can do these things for you once your heart is made up and you say it within yourself. If God don't give it to me, I don't want it. All right. So Paul says, I'm not going to frustrate. Amen. Uh, the grace of God. Amen. Uh, I'm not going to frustrate. Amen. The grace of God. And when I frustrate the grace of God, it means that I, I, I'm thinking that I can do some stuff apart from God. Or God gave me desire, so I got to go out here and do something outside of his will. I'm going to look to some other avenues to fulfill the desire and the promise that God uh, has for me. Y'all know about that. God promised Abraham a son, didn't he? What did Abraham do? Abraham went out there and got uh, uh, Sarah and got Ishmael. When God makes you a promise, amen, he means exactly that. I don't care how old Sarah is, she's going to have a baby. I don't care if her breasts have dried up. My grace says she's going to have a baby. Amen. And if God can say these things to us, can't he do it? Is there anything too hard for God? And all of this fall in the line of grace. Remember, amen, that uh, the major part of this is trust. Believe in God and the trust in Jesus Christ qualifies me, amen, for his blessing. It's not enough to believe that there are promises. We must believe that these promises are for us. Can you say with me right now, I'm included in the promises. One more time, I'm included in the promises. David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So don't talk about what's going on with you. 
talk about what you want God to do for you. Amen. Amen. That's what you want to talk about. Get up in the morning time talking about your bills and the phone about the cutoff. You don't want to talk about that stuff because all that stuff will come to you. Amen. Talk about the goodness of the Lord. Amen. I'm just so blessed. I'm being run down, overcome with the blessings of God. This is the grace of God. Go back to the old days when our uh, forefathers out here, down there in uh, behind a mule in the field, Massa done beat them half to death. And they still singing, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved the wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Amen. They didn't have homes. They didn't have cars. All they had was the masa on their back beating them. But they could sing amazing grace. What song do you sing when your trouble come? Let's not frustrate the grace of God. God become frustrated. Amen. And when we begin to complain just because we have a little problem, God then become frustrated. Amen. So therefore, although I am tempted, amen, we will not take another way. If God don't give it to me, I'm not, I don't want it. I'm going to wait on the Lord. Amen. So when we start yielding to our desire, amen, then God, amen, gets out of the picture. But we can be sure as we are seeking God that, amen, we are included in those things that he have for us. And you are about to be blessed, amen, above all blessing. Amen. And look at the book of Galatians chapter 2, verse 21. Amen. Galatians 2, 21. He said, I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness came by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Amen. And when you say, I'm not qualified, you frustrate the grace of God. You fill with the Holy Ghost. And I can't do this and I can't do that. Every time you do that, you frustrate God. You got to say what the words say. Amen. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. I can do all things through Christ that strengthen me. All of this negative talk. I don't know if I can make it another day. Oh, yes, you can. Amen. Tell the devil, I'm going to make it. Even I've got to drag through the day, I'm going to make it. So when you are saying, amen, those things that are contrary to God, amen, and you're counting yourself out because I can't speak in tongues like somebody else, then you are frustrating the grace of God. Let's not frustrate the grace of God. I'm included. When you think you're not included, you're frustrating the grace of God. we got to believe in the finished work of Jesus Christ. you got to believe that God loves you. God care for you. Amen. We have to believe in him. One of the things we will note, and I'm closing now, in the book of John 1930, look at what he says here. When Jesus had went through that cross, 
He had died, given up everything, beat, amen, beat and uh, abused on the cross. But note in uh, John 19.30, when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. And I want to say to you, it's a done deal. Amen. You need to get up in the morning time. It's a done deal. I don't care what I have to go through today. God is still good to me. It's a done deal. Open your mouth and declare what you want. Amen. Don't wait for no prophet to come along. Prophesy to yourself. It shall be well. Amen. I'm the head and not the tail. Amen. I'm above and not beneath. Why? Because I believe God. And if he want to take me through a little trouble, that's all right, Lord. I know you're going to bring me out. I don't go in trouble to stay. God said, amen, uh, in Jeremiah 29, 11, I know my thoughts towards you. I'm thinking to do you good. I'm thinking to bring you out. Amen. Don't frustrate the, uh, the, the grace of God by saying, I don't know if I'm going to make it or not. Yeah, you're going to make it. Amen. Matter of fact, amen, when you feel the lowest and most depressed, get on the phone, get a text and call somebody. They might not understand that. If you call somebody and redeem, they're going to understand what you mean. Amen. I'm just telling them, I'm going to make it. And even after you say, good morning, I'm going to make it today, hang the phone up. That's all right. But you got not frustrated the, uh, the grace of God by thinking in your mind, I don't know I'm going to make it through the day or not. You are going to make it. Let's not frustrate the grace of God. God bless you. Heaven smile upon you. That's our prayer in Jesus' name. Come back on Sunday expecting to find and hear, amen, a miracle from the Lord Jesus Christ.